What up? Welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 361. On this episode, I'm joined by Pow Wow. Talk about the Patreon, merch shop, homework, college, dabs, Easter, soccer, softball, nerd camp, ultimatum show, video games, music, and a bunch of other shit. Uh, thanks for checking us out. What up? Uh, first thing I got to get to is our Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast. You go there, you give a dollar more a month, get early access to the podcast. You have enough money, you can be a co-producer like my mother, like Graveyard Entertainment, like itchaboyh2.com, like Forgotten One. Uh, you also, we got merch shop, shop.spreadshirt.com slash podcast. Get you a t-shirt before this motherfucker does not exist. All right, this week uh, we're calling uh, my homie, uh, college roommate, uh, I say best friend, but fuck, he's so different these days with his working ass, working out ass self, you know. Anyway, powwow. So I'm going to give powwow a call, see what's going on in his world. Uh, what's up, man? Not a lot, man. Just uh, having some accounting homework kick my ass today. Oh, yeah. I was wondering what homework was getting you. Uh, yeah, it's. It's uh, accounting um, one, and at this point, we're like um, doing statement balance sheets for end of year and reconciliation um, of like shares and and their par value and all this other ridiculous crap. And it's it's just a easiest way to explain it. It's just like doing a long drawn out math problem that has like literally seven or eight different steps that you have to put an input in for the answer. And it just takes forever. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I took two classes of accounting in college because for one year I was the only pre actuary major at East central. So therefore by default, I won the scholarship. <laughs> I love it. And they were like, well, you have to take accounting. Cause that's like the basics of this degree. And I took two yep. classes and the second one, the old lady, first off, she said, you will fail if you get a D, which I was like, well, that's, I never made a D, you know, at that point in life. So I was like, well, I'm not going yeah. to, but either way, that's fucked. And then uh, <laughs> it's like there, there's there's the reasons we have certain grades um, are passing it and some that are not. Um, but OK, sure. Right. And then our first assignment was you have the class got the whole fiscal report for Microsoft. The other half got it for Apple. And then you had to go through and list every like debit and credit and the whole thing. And I was just okay. like, I, for some reason, everything about them talking, about, I was like, this is so boring. And I'm not saying I could easily do it. You know, I'm, you know, accountants go to get a degree for a reason, but I was like, mm-hmm. this just seems too easy and I don't like it. And so I just quit. I didn't go, I didn't go back. I was like, I'm done. But I mean, they're all there. It is pretty simple to be honest. It's just the amount of steps and knowing exactly like what department, you know, whether it's going to like accounts payable or accounts receivable. And it's, how I've learned it in accounting is it's the opposite of what common sense tells you it is. Right. Well, and also I was in it for math and yeah, it's not necessarily about math. It's about like organization and all the shit that I'm not good at. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I still remember when I took theorem proving, uh, which Mm -hmm. for people that don't know when you're in math and you get up like around the 3000 level classes, uh, you got to take theorem proving, which is like, you kind of do it in geometry in high school, but it's when all of a sudden math becomes words. And then it's like a big fucking two paragraphs. And then you have to answer it in words being like, and you can do this because of the, this property. And it's so like opposite of the whole reason I like math that I was like, this sucks. Like I hated it. I mean, I got through it obviously, but man, it's, yeah. It, it, and it, I, I agree with that. I mean, like that's how this, this class is with accounting. Like I only have to take one class of accounting. I can take another, um, credit for business that I don't have to do. I mean, I can do accounting. I probably won't. Right. Um, cause like I'm going to be like, I'm not going to be like a CEO or something like my goal is to be like the CEO or CEO of a company. Um, yeah, I need to know basics um, when it comes to accounting. I don't need to, you know, get into the nitty gritty. Um, but yeah, that's, that, that's, I have the same feeling towards this. I mean, I, so I got that eight week course this year, which was at microeconomics. 
which I ended up getting an 86 cents. All right, cool. To beat. I'll take it. Right. Um, but I will never do another eight person again. That is the worst decision that my advisor has ever given me in her history of advising was having me take that eight person. And especially with it being in micro. Yeah. Well, hey, at least you got it out of the way. You know, I've I've been doing some summer classes that I probably would not have been able to pass if I took them during a normal semester. But because everyone's (laughs) so lax in the summer, they're like, uh, you know. uh, Oh, for sure. And and that's that's definitely the the big thing um, is that summer. They're a little more relaxed. um, And I feel like that would probably help. Like the guy that I had. It was an online course in his very first time. It took him like 15 minutes to get the whole Zoom set up. Yeah, I saw a video. The like, other this day. is not going to be bad. They reminded me of that. There was like this old man, you know, college professor, and he was claiming this dude wasn't there and he was just black. So he was really dark. Oh, my God. But you could see him, you know, if you like looked and he was like, yeah. son, you have to be in the video. And I was like, holy fuck, this is wild. But <laughs> <laughs> see, I've I've not had that issue yet. Um so yeah, I, I definitely haven't had any problems in that regard where it's like been live. Uh, I only have one class that has a live, but I'm not, I have to be in person. Um, but yeah, we've never had anything like that, but I do have Dr. Nadir. Um, his name's Dr. Nadir Nassim and he he's from India. Uh, he's been here for some time. He speaks very good English. It's just his dialect on certain words. Um, aren't um accurate i guess um or at least how we we understand them but the funniest ones is when he tries to say names so like we were we all had to be online because we haven't looked at this sps program that he has and one of the guy's names is Bo. that's in our class b-e-a-u i mean it's a common name in my opinion around here right yeah it's some southern louisiana shit but where you we yeah 100 percent. i don't know how you get boo out of that but he kept saying, hey, Boo, Boo, will you please answer this question? And I don't, and he never answered the question. I don't know if he didn't know who he was talking about, but in my opinion, you should have been able to guess. You're the only person's name close to Boo around here. Right. I have um, actually an exact scenario. My, a good friend of mine growing up, his name was Dew. It was just his first two initials, and we called him Dew. We didn't think anything yeah. weird about it because I knew him since I was a little bitty kid. And then we get older, and everyone calls him Doe when they see it written. You know, and he knew what the fuck they uh, were saying. It wasn't like he was yeah. like, nope, not talking to me. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it, it was funny, but it, it did kind of piss me off this last class purely for the fact that I had to answer three quarters of the questions because nobody else was answering the questions. And like, I just am not going to sit there if I know the answer. I'm like, can we get this class done with? Like, he said, we don't have to be here the full two and a half hours that if we can answer all the questions. Right. And he called on this one girl and he goes, do you know? He's like, can you give me this answer? And we literally just did the same question twice. Just different values. And she just goes, I don't know the answer. Yeah, man. Uh, people and, are dumb. It's like, guys, come on. Like this, like, exactly. It'd be different if it was like the very first, like I answered the very first question. So like there was no, you didn't know where to plug in these numbers. But after that, it's the same. He asked the same question three or four different times every time. It's just putting in new values. Yeah, I mean, that's why I like that is because, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's that straightforward. Two of your things, I have similar yeah. relations and, you know, one of them, I had a my calculus three teacher was Dr. Ferdinand and he was from oh, India, yeah. but he went to university at Louisiana State. So when he came to college to learn English or American mm-hmm. English, he got like this Cajun shit. So he was like impossible to understand. And I was honestly like really, really good at calculus too, like to an unbelievable the thing like it just naturally came to me. I didn't even really try that hard. And then I got to Calc three and I don't know any of it because this dude just set up there the first and he goes, Did y'all read chapter eight? But he said like in his crazy accent, we're like, What are you talking about? Uh-huh. And he'd be like, You were supposed to read all this. We're like, It's the first who when did you tell us? Because this is the first day of class. You know, it was it, it was like that the rest of the time. We relied because physics students also had to take calculus three and we had to rely uh-huh. on him to teach us math majors how to do the shit because he wasn't teaching <laughs> us. And like after class, we would all meet up. And so Fuckers out of, I'm still paying for them. These goddamn things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you won't be paying on this forever, bro. Right. And then you said something else. I don't remember. Oh, the talking in class. I was, and also, I still remember, you know, I'm horrible at writing in English and that's not my stuff at all. But I had an <laughs> A in comp two because the teacher just really cared if you participated in class. And this is honestly where I developed probably what I do now in this podcast. 
I just argued with everyone, but not like argued. It was like today we're talking about racial profiling. And then, you know, everyone in the class would be like, well, yeah, if the if they commit more crimes and you have to or if it's Muslim at airport, you have to because that was like a hot topic at the time. And yeah, I yeah. was like, uh, no, you don't. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like and so I just argued with everyone. I remember cloning came up mm-hmm. and argued with everyone. And the teachers gave me an A because I participated in class. And I never got an A in it, like in high school in English. You know, so mm-hmm. it goes a long way, I think, if you're a hundred percent. I mean, so I that's very similar to like how so I took comp two for like the fifth time this year um, or last year, excuse me, last fall. Finally decided to actually pay attention and do the class. And I finished the class. I might have told you with literally an eighty nine point six. Yeah, they got around. That. And yeah, and I, and I reached out. I'm like, hey. Professor Brinker, you know, I wanted to reach out because I don't know what your policy is because there are some professors like I've got one this semester. It's the accounting guy. It's like if you don't hit this exact total of 90 percent, you don't get an A. Um, And I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. So I just asked her and she was like, hey, Daniel, really appreciate you reaching out. Um, You've been a great student this year. And yes, I'll be rounding your grade up to an A. And I'm like, absolutely. And it's all because I had done a little bit of discussion back and forth when she asked for us to give our opinion to her. And I feel like if you just do a little bit of, of the legwork, at the end of the day, if you ask for that favor, it's going to be there for you. Right. You remember when we took biology together and the teacher told us we could remake up a test because we were leaving to Vegas? <laughs> yes. And then we came yes. back and she goes, I would never agree to that. You I got would a never. zero. And we're like, we have the email. Yep, I 100% remember that bullshit. How to retake that dumb fucking class. I took that Mm -hmm. class like five times. Biology of me just didn't ever work out. Yeah, it was ridiculous. I eventually got through it with the conservative Christian guy who didn't believe in evolution, so we skipped that chapter. (laughs) That's the one I made it through with. I think so. I think so. Uh, So I had some sad news happen a couple days ago. My rig broke. Uh, Not my cool expensive contraption, but like my little glass part, you know. Uh, Oh, yeah. The Dopezilla Ogre or whatever my bong is. And I bought it. I mean, I already ordered a new one. I just went online, bought one. I guess I'm balling like that. And uh, (laughs) but it was bullshit because all I was doing was trying to go clean it out a little bit because it was kind of clogged. And I go to pull uh, my G-Pen Connect out of it. And the glass just came with it and it just broke at the elbow. Like it, it didn't shatter. It looked like pulled a piece of paper apart. It was the craziest thing. It was like, I'm so strong. Jeez, bro. Oh man. I, bro. I, I, first off, Phil definitely that sucks that you broke your, your, your dab rig. Um, but I've got to say, I've got to get more onto this dab kick because everyone, and I mean everyone that I play softball with, they just fucking rip the shit out of dabs before every fucking game. Yeah, man. I mean, it's really where it's at. Uh, This G-Pin connect is good, and you can put on a smaller rig to carry it with you. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I I really like the electronic rigs. You know, honestly, the torches aren't bad. People still do it, but once you own the electronic one and, like, you realize it lasts like five times longer with that compared to you torching it. It's just really hard for me mm-hmm. as a conservative ish person on that to like go back that route. Um, yeah. But, and there's, there's a guy that has the ex- very similar one to you, the YouTube, or maybe the exact same one. I don't right. know. And they swear by it. And then there's another guy that does uh, dabs and, and plays ball with me, but he doesn't use that. He has some sort of temp gun. and he heats it a little above the 600 mark. And I, in my opinion, I just think it's because he does way too much of a dab. I'm like, in my opinion, it's, a, it's like what you would consider like three dabs in a row. Yeah. Like that, that big of a is way um, too uh, high in my opinion. Yeah, well, that's what they do, bro. It's, and it, again, this is their thing. I don't, I, I, you know me, I'll smoke joints, blunts and bowls all day. But when it comes to the dabs, I just, it kills me. Right. Like my, my lungs feel like they're about to seize up. Yeah, it definitely takes a little getting used to. Um, 
And really the reason why I'm kind of into it, man, I've been making content trades. I actually made some brownies today for 420. Oh yeah, this is coming out on 420. Oh, yeah. So I guess we should be aware of that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I made some brownies. Canoe 420 is coming up, but I've just gotten really into turning concentrates into it. But around here, like I said, I can get $6 a gram concentrates on certain deals. And so when that happens, mm-hmm. I just get a couple. And then there's this place up in Shawnee that Snappy was talking about that you can get 20 for a hundred. So I might have to make a trip up there at some time. But yeah, if you're getting 20, 20 for a hundred. Yeah. And so if you're getting that, then it's stupid for you not to do them. You know, you're like throwing money away. It feels like. So if you can get into them, it's worth it. But also like snappy did that. And he saw, you know, a couple of them didn't taste great, you know, but the rest were good. So I, uh, I don't know. It's a crazy world though. But also I just feel like there's so many different kinds and you'll get some that are like whatever. And then every once in a while you'll get some like, holy shit, this is great. And you're like, oh, this is live resin. Mm-hmm. It's $80 a gram. That's why it's good. So it's just like anything else. If you really want to start getting the real good shit, it's going to cost you. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like carts. Yeah. Excuse me. Like you can get cheap as fuck carts. Um, like they have it around here. They have 10 for 100 carts. But they're like, they say 70% THC. But in my opinion, like I don't taste anything and like it doesn't really give me much. It takes a fuckload of sitting there to smoke it on a pen. And in my opinion, when you're hitting a pen, you should have to only hit it like three or four times. You should feel something. Um, and I, yeah, I, I feel like on concentrates in general, even though it does cost a little bit more for, for some of them, I feel like it's definitely worth it at the end of the day. Right. And again, uh, join our discord and join our little pot channel. I shared a link to this video mm-hmm. of a guy of how to do, how I've been doing concentrates into edibles. And, uh, I just think it's the best lately. Cause I've never been into edibles, but I eat a brownie like, you know, an hour and a half ago. And I totally can tell you I ate a brownie an hour and a half ago, you know? So like, I do think it's worth it. It's a new little thing for me, but I've been doing it probably too much, but it's just, mm-hmm. you get so into the new stuff. You're like, well, I'm going to, I've made every fucking flavor of cookie possible. And then, so I was like, bro, oh, yeah. we gotta do brownies. We gotta do brownies. But. Oh, hundred percent. I get you. Uh, so, <laughs> what'd you do for Easter, man? Anything exciting? Uh, so I just uh, we had some family over. Uh, we cooked uh, ham, uh, smoked some bologna on the grill, and just made some other foods like you know baked potatoes, green beans, deviled eggs, uh, and then just had had a good little early dinner, if you will. Um, and then we hunt, of course, you know, the kids had, I don't know, we probably had like 150 Easter eggs outside. Um, like it was way too many. What, um, what is, cause I'm curious to this. Cause, uh, I was, saw my niece and nephew yesterday cause I, they had like a little Easter, um, yeah. get together deal. And it came out kind of, even though they do raise them religiously, you know, I think, they didn't really know the story of Easter. Like they saw something that said he has risen. They're like, what the fuck is that? You know, but do you, and I'm assuming you have don't at all mention Jesus to your kids in Easter. So to them, is this just like the Easter, the egg holiday? So we, they did watch, uh, there was something on Netflix that Sai had seen earlier this week and it was something about Easter. And so we watched it. And so, yeah, we had to go into it because I watched this, poorly made Netflix show that didn't really explain enough that I then had to explain everything. Um, Cause like it was about Jesus and everything. I'm like, all right, bro. Okay. Let's pull it. I was, like, I was like, let me just pull up your favorite thing. I'll pull up YouTube. So it'll help you explain all this for you much easier. Um, so yeah, Sia knows the fall 100% believes it is all about the Easter money. Like he set up a trap out back right. uh, to catch the Easter money. Um, unfortunately it didn't catch it, but we did make sure that the trap was undone. Um, like, oh, sorry, man, it got through. You know, it broke through your yeah. very strong um you cables that you had fucking, out there. It carries a switchblade. Don't fuck with these. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, we did explain it to Zion just because he watched that show. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I mean it obviously, you know, we don't get super into it. But Sia's been asking um about it. You know, we've taken him to church a couple times because he's asked to, and so I'm just like, I'm not gonna tell you no if you want to and you want to ask more questions about it absolutely welcome i'll take you there you can ask some questions no problem at all um See, i would think that's, that's maybe it's he's too young because of the content matter or whatever but i, I mm-hmm. think uh, in my mind i always would like 
want to just be as so honest if you could, you know? So, but again, a lot of people that are religious will be like, you are being honest by telling about Jesus, but I'd be like, all right, Easter used to be like a fertility holiday and that's why we oh, still yeah. have bunnies and eggs. And that's why that's even a thing. Right. And then this oh, 100%. One Roman uh, leader became a Christian. So he started putting all of the, changing all the pagan holidays he put a christian holiday on it that's why christmas is where it's at and each is where it's at and that's why they still burn a yule log at you know but i get that's like probably too much for like a kid but then again maybe i just think that because i was raised on like the bible you know and so oh yeah so to me anything else would have been like oh you can't say that to a child <laughs> oh no 100 percent. i mean so we've gotten like we, we we have to be careful with science so let me explain why we have to be careful with science um, it happened last week is a perfect example. Uh, I'll make, I'll try to make this short. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sia has got a soccer coach who's a horrible soccer coach. She doesn't know what she's doing. She's never played soccer, but she coaches this boy's team and another, and her daughter's team. No, she doesn't have a kid on this team. They asked her if she'd coach cause she coached this team last year when her kid was on it before he moved up with great. Gotcha. She, has shown up late to practice about 50% of the time, about 15 to 20 minutes late to a one hour practice. Yeah. Um, and then there's times where she'll make the kids like one day she made the kids stay an extra 30 minutes. She's like, we're going to be here as long as a game. It's like, listen, they've already been here for 30 minutes. If you would have shown up on time, this wouldn't have been a problem. And it's 42 degrees outside and slightly rain. These kids want to go home. They're fucking seven. Um, but whatever. So we told Sia, cause he had asked, you know, well, I may want to do this later on. I go, great. If you want to do this later on, you're going to need to learn more. And this coach doesn't know enough to help you move to the next level. So if you want to know more, which you probably should start doing, because I have no idea anything about soccer, look up videos on YouTube. Like you look up other things that you've done. Like you wanted to do airplanes. So you learned how to make a thousand different airplanes. Um, I showed you how to swing baseball. I showed you videos to watch. Like do the same thing for that. Fast forward to last Sunday. They're getting beat like four to one. Right against these other kids. Sai's sitting there at the end of the game. He looks over to his coach. He goes, Hey, coach. She goes, Yeah. He goes, My mom thinks you're a bad coach. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, shit. So, and I knew this is either going to go one of two ways. Either the coach is going to laugh and be like, Yeah, well, it is what it is and just move on. Or she's going to take the other route, which is like a Karen route of, all right, well, your mom doesn't know what she's talking about. If she thinks she can do it better, then she can come out here. Right, then Jill's got the five. And that is the route. And that is the route she took. <laughs> she waited till the end of the game, grabs her chairs that has like four chairs all connected together and slams them together on the ground. And she looks at the parents and she goes, if any of you parents think that you can do a better job than me, then why don't you come out here and do it? I'm only a volunteer coach. If you guys think you're better than I am, then you should be coaching these kids. So Jill goes and talks to her like an adult. It's like, hey, look, I did tell my son, you're not the best coach. You haven't taught him the fundamentals. But it was disrespectful of what he said. He shouldn't say that to his coach in general. So I immediately, when Sia said that, there was a couple minutes left for the game. I took Sia off the field. You're done. Like, no matter what our opinions are, as a player, you don't say that to a coach. It's just that respect. So I go, you're going to run laps after the game. That's how this is going. So he runs laps. So I take Sai and we head out. As I'm walking out, I can hear her cussing behind me. And I thought she was cussing at me at first because I heard her say, you know, fucking this is bullshit. And I didn't know if she was talking to me, talking to herself. And then I look and she sees on the phone. I'm like, okay, cool. She's venting, whatever. And then I hear her say, and if these fucking parents want to say something, then they need to be man enough to come say it to my face, not talk behind my back. And I'm fucking tired of these kids. Okay. So I have Paul and Sia in each of my hands that I'm holding and walking. And she's about a good 10 feet away. So from you me. Spartan kick her in the chest. Oh, I almost did. So I had to go, coach. Coach. Hey. She turns around and looks at me dead in the face and goes, you don't want to talk to me. That would be a bad idea for you. You don't want to have anything to do with me right now. And walks away. Like, what the fuck are you going to do? Pull a gun out on me and shoot me? Right. Um, like, no, I'm not going to hit you. You're a woman. If, it, if that's going to be, a, if it's that big of a deal, I'll go get Jill. If it's that big of a problem, been but it's not. we're fucking adults, right? Exactly. Like we're fucking adults. So then we get a message that night 
saying how she can't handle this because I send the message. I'm like, hey, coach, I apologize uh, that my kid said that as a player that is completely disrespectful. But I want to be very clear. The way you acted as a coach and your response to that shows kids that you can't handle adversity. And as a fellow coach myself for the Broken Arrow Youth Baseball team, the coaching clinics that we took provided examples of how to handle this situation. And I think you could have done a better job. That was her trigger. (laughs) And she fucking sent message after message about how my kid is the worst kid in the world. (laughs) He never listens to her. Oh, and I laughed there, not at all because I think your kid's bad. I mean, I think Paul's crazy. I've told Skinny that. I go, Skinny, oh, watch him. He's a psycho. But Saya is yeah. so sweet, at least to me. Oh, 100%. But I'm also like his 100%. uncle or whatever. But I just think that's so funny that she's like, he's the worst one. And, he's, and she's like, and he doesn't want to practice. And it's like, well, the only time he said he didn't want to do that was when I referenced earlier when you were 30 minutes late. You wanted to have an hour-long practice. It was 42, 43 degrees, and it was raining outside. The kids were done. They're seven. And I go, and you haven't taught them any fundamentals. I go, the only thing you do is 10 minutes before a game, you try to come up with a brand new game plan that you've never talked to these kids about of how to score a goal. And they've scored two goals on six games this year. And this is fucking kids that don't even have goals. Right. No, they don't have goals. That's, That's how crazy. bad. It, That's how bad she is. And so she got upset and she's like, well, if you think you can coach better, then why don't you just do it? And I go, okay, deal. Me and Joel coach the team. So we pull off everyone to the side on an, our own group chat. And they're like, hey, yeah, we, we agree with you guys. We just weren't going to say anything. Um, and like the amount of people that like sent the eyeballs to look side to side in this side group chat was crazy. Right. Um, because like we're going back and forth and then Jill jumps in. That lasts like literally three or four hours. She quits the team that night, says, I'm not coaching you guys. Y'all can figure. The next morning at like 7 a.m., she sends a message like three paragraphs long of like, I'm not going to let one person ruin my coaching experience and take this away from these kids who need it. First off, they don't need you. You don't know what you're doing. Um, if this is not a coaching experience like where you're getting credit hours to be able to fucking get MLB yeah. level of coaching. Did she get not, paid like, at all? No, you don't get any of this. Like, it's whatever. So, and then on top of all that, she sends a letter to the director of soccer about me and Jill. Well, what she fucked up in is she sent a message that says, I didn't say fuck your wife. I, I said, you said fuck my wife. She was, I didn't say that. I said, fuck them kids. <laughs> so I immediately took a screenshot. I was like, okay, you just screwed yourself. Yeah, that's not bad. Immediately took a screenshot. <laughs> not at all. Sent that to the director. like, this is the kind of coach that you have. He calls me. Long story short on that one. He ends up giving us the team. Jill took over the team this week. You've probably seen the Facebook where Jill got a concussion last week. Yeah, um, I did see that. Yeah, I'll talk about that in a second. Um, and so she has a concussion. She has to cancel practice on Tuesday because Jill has to get take a four-hour certification test for soccer. She has to do, because of the, the gymnastics guy out of Michigan, um, she had to take this hour-and-a-half-long, basically, sexual harassment type of yeah. coaching thing. Um, which is, it's like, that's a good thing. I, I get, I get why you're doing that. No big deal. Um, I think it's great to have an all sport. And then she has to get certified as a soccer coach for Broken Arrow Youth Soccer. Does all that on Tuesday. Spends fucking like seven hours getting all this. Thing. Wednesday, we have T-ball practice, which she's also the coach of. And so I'm, and I'm helping her coach that. So we coach for that. Then we have Thursday's practice where she tries to do Thursday's practice, but these kids are a fucking mess. Because this is the first time they haven't had their coach and they're all trying to figure all this out. Gets it all done. And and in the meantime, this coach is messaging Jill directly. All kinds of this dumb shit. Like, just so you know, my girls team, uh, they're proof that I'm a great coach because they win games. No, it, it's just proof that either the other teams suck or you've got a really good player on your team. Because in fucking nine and under girls, all you need is one good player and you can win half your games. Right. Well, I mean, it's also pr- I mean, it, the other team sucks and it would show that, well, you weren't good with exactly. these. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, OK, um, so that was how we dealt with soccer this entire week was this ridiculous, crazy shit. Bro. Yeah, it sounds fun. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it's I'm glad that we're doing it for Saya and the other kids and they actually get to experience it. It's like my dad's going out there and helping them actually teach them how to dribble and pass properly and stuff like that. 
because they don't even know the rules. Like they will look at you when the ball's on the sideline. Like, what, what do we do now? Right. Like we're halfway well, through the season. You should know whether it's a throw in or I got to recommend, of course, to my two favorite soccer movies. Uh, number one that most people know is Big Green. Uh, Big Green. We kids. And we've watched that. Yeah, Big Green's great. But my honestly, and this is up there is one of the best Will Ferrell movies, but it's like so under the radar. It's <laughs> kicking and screaming. Kicking and screaming. It is so yeah. fucking good for a PG. It might be the best PG movie, to be real honest. Like it's that good. I mean, it's it's really good. It, it is a really good one. And I, we have not watched that with the kids, but we did watch um, The Big Green. That that we did watch. Because we watched that. We watched The Little Giants. All those, like, you know, little kid sports movies that we watched back in the day. And, of course, like The Mighty Ducks. Right. Uh, all right, real quick, how did Jill get a concussion? Oh, yeah. So uh, Jill is catching in, in our softball team called Magic Mikan. Um, and he's going to catch this ball. And the pitcher calls it. He should have let it go. It's a third strike. She should have got it. it. The wind's blowing so hard. The ball goes straight up in the air. looks like it's going to the pitcher's mound. The, the wind was blowing so hard. The ball landed in foul territory, almost in uh, the on-deck circle for the, for the visiting team. Jill and this guy, Cameron, are running full blast at each other for the ball. And Jill hits his helmet, knocks his Cameron dude out for about 20 or 30 seconds, and he's out cold. Laid out on the ground, just knocked out. Jill, Miss Badass, has got a fucking gash on her head and it's just bleeding out and she's just on all fours. I'm like, are you okay? She's like, I just can't breathe. I'm all right. I'm like, all right, so let her breathe for a second. About two minutes later, we get her eyes super glued shut. She stands up. She's like, all right, I'm ready to go. Yeah, like her goal no, is not. like to kind of be the Viking chick, the chick off Vikings. Oh, 100%. And so, yeah, it kind of had that whole uh, vibe yeah, to it, you know, the picture. Oh, yeah. And I was like, okay, no, all right, badass, we get it. Like, you're good. Just chill out. No worries. Um, but it takes Cameron about 25 minutes to get his bearing straight. Weak ass Cameron. Uh, I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> so people all week long when I was playing softball, they're asking about Jill and Cameron either played with me or against me on most of my most of my leagues this week. And they were just giving him just straight shit about it. And they're like, bro, Jill popped up. She wasn't wearing a helmet. You were wearing a, a lacrosse helmet, and you were knocked out cold by a girl, right? Who's about hundred and twenty pounds? Um, I'm like, yeah, she's hundred twenty pounds. She's she's got quite a bit of muscle, and she was running full speed. And you you would get this analogy. She was the crossing point of the T intersection when they met. Right. So like she had the she had the momentum on her side. Right. Um, and that's, I think what helped her, but yeah, that's why her face looks scraped because she literally hit his helmet and slid him. Well, hell yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So yeah. Um, I was just curious, you know, yeah. How all that happened. Um, yeah. So randomly I thought I've had, because, you know, you're the only person that would know this cause we were at nerd camp together. Um, but you know, in hindsight, nerd camp is pretty cool. I still think it's weird. I had like half the yeah. people in my class have me blocked on Facebook, but you know, I guess that just goes to show <laughs> what kind of person I am. Uh, but, yeah. you know, like my first year going, it fucking sucked. I didn't get along with anyone. The second year, you know, you were there. We got along. And then uh, my third year, your second year, we were roommates. It was a very good time. Very fun. Um, yeah. But just looking back on it, because, you know, I, I've. I do a lot of introspection, you know, I think of, I just think way too much. Like I try to explain on this podcast because some people don't have internal monologues. That's like this whole new study. And my internal monologue is talking constantly. Like if I'm not talking out loud, mm -hmm. then like I am talking, I'm talking, eternally. I'm talking to myself about well, something. Right. And I think something that's bad about me, I was talking to forgotten one about this other day is I, I, the, the way I talk to myself is just as mean as I talk to other people. So like, I think that's kind of why I'm so pessimistic is because like my internal dialogue is pretty negative. Um, but when I was at, I can see that when I was like at camp or whatever, I do feel like that was probably the closest to like the real me. I mean, I think I've been like this well as an adult sometimes, but like in hindsight, like I sang a lot and I can't sing at all, but I'm sure you'll remember. I would just fucking put on headphones and sing shittily and let everyone be fucking pissed about it. And I didn't care. Like I had this, there was this sort of freedom yeah. being around all these fucking nerds that I just, I did not give a fuck what anyone thought of me. Like it was so cool in hindsight. And I had some moments like that in college, but you're also trying to keep yourself in check, you know? Or like the only time I really dance is like if me and you were in the car or me and you're like, you know, doing something dumb. But like, I'm not really dancing in front of a lot of people, you know, like, but there are these small sure. moments where I'm like, yeah, I guess that is the real me there. It's just very uh, hidden in moments. 
Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Um, I think that that was a, a good uh, representation of your, your true self. But I mean, I, I think that's because we didn't give two shits what people thought. Right. Um, because in our, at least in our opinions, we were the coolest kids on campus. And it's like, we don't give a shit what you think. Cause you're not on our level. I mean, I know it sounds super, super ego, but I mean, that's in my mind that that was kind of our thought process. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was the biggest ego boost I've ever had in my life. I mean, because I haven't had too many great ego boost type moments, but uh, I mean, I guard last year. Well, first off, your first year, my second year, we got kicked out at the very end <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because we figured out a way to sneak around some barricades to where us guys and girls could hang out after hours after curfew. And so in that night, I made out with this one chick. And so like the next for year, hours, bro. yeah, <laughs> way too long. And then for the next <laughs> year, I was like so excited that like I was going to see her again because I talked to her a few times. Mm-hmm. And then we got there and it was all weird. She was not at all like friendly to me right yep. it was like this whole weird so then this other girl we called dsl if y'all know why she, <laughs> she was like really into me but i got kind of nervous because i i never thought about it right and also i think she mm-hmm. was on your list at first so me and you also are third year we sat there first night and we made a list yep. and we divided all the ladies i know it's super like uh <laughs> like a sexist or whatever like we claimed them but it was just like oh me and you uh, didn't, we didn't step on each other's toes or whatever that was the idea no it's just it's just how it worked and it, again yeah, it, it just it was just it, it, and at least it wasn't like we were claiming people just like, look, this is who we're going after. This is our list. You you stick to your columns and that's it. Yeah, it was very fun. And I mean, I remember. So I eventually kind of half dated that girl. But then like this other <laughs> younger girl was into me. And then the girl I was seeing was like, you can make out with her. It's fine. And it was like, what world are we in? You know, like I, it was just so foreign oh, yeah. to me. Um, And then whenever we went on our senior trip there was a whole other girl, you know, mess around. So it was just like, I don't know. It was cool for sure. Like, I think it did definitely boost the ego. Um, but in hindsight, I'm like, it was so different from like my high school experience, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I would say I was, I mean, it was for me, it was similar. Yeah. Yeah. For, I guess in the sex part, it was for you, but I even remember calling you at times, like in between those first and second year. Oh yeah. And me getting these vibes of like, Oh, I didn't realize not that you're an outcast, but you had you have like a lot of weird dark shit right in your past that kind of also mm-hmm. affected you. And I'd be like, oh, bro, I didn't realize. I thought you were just like normal. You know, no offense. You know what I mean? I don't know. No, yeah. So yeah, no, I, I definitely was not your cookie cutter. I mean, yeah, I looked like just a, a normal, I guess, uh, semi popular dude. But yeah, a lot of the 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 dark past was definitely um, difficult to deal with in high school for sure. But like. It, a lot of it was definitely the, the, the pinnacle during that high school time for sure at camp. Um, but some of it honestly kind of helped me gain more confidence. Um, but yeah, I mean, there was plenty of, of fun times and, and yeah, I mean, I ended up hooking up with one of my classmates uh, on senior trip. Um, I don't think people understand how, even any PDA happening is so difficult. We used to get our check. So they, oh, they paid us money no. every week to be there. It was like a part of this whole thing. <laughs> we, would, and we, we would never get paid. We would get fined all of our money because we would break all the rules. Um, yeah, they were like, on us for sure. We, we never get to go to Walmart with our own stipend check. Yeah. Every, like that was yeah, it's, yeah every the Sunday thing. they would take you to Walmart with your money. And uh, if we had a little bit, we would always get a rotisserie chicken and we would just eat the fuck. Oh, yeah. It. Always get a rotisserie chicken. Always. And honestly, in, in that Walmart, in Ada, actually, uh, it was the first mm-hmm. time I got hit on by a gay dude um, at one of those Sunday nights. Yeah. And then it happened a couple more times on random trips like that where like people would approach me in hindsight, it's cause I was a little fat bear looking kid or whatever, I guess these, uh, <laughs> these gay men were like, Hey, there you go. But I remember thinking like, yeah. Oh, all right. Shit. Everyone's into me. You know, I go to camp and yeah, it felt good. Yeah. I actually made out with what was then going to be my baseball coach's daughter at Walmart. Oh yeah. Remember that. I, I remember. And she was super prude. Um, Again, the, the amount of things that we did there, um, like you could write a book on some of the crazy shit we did. Um, and especially when you add in like senior trip or like the trips in general that we would take. Yeah, um, the trips of the, every weekend we went to Oklahoma City, Tulsa, or Dallas uh, for some yeah. fucking things. You're sitting in a hotel with all these kids or from like five different states. Um, yeah. It's, well, it's and stupid. again, you're you're a fucking 
anywhere from 15 like to 17, 15 to 17, and you're just raging hormones, and they lock you into a hotel room where at least I think it was our, starting with our, our freshman year. My freshman year wasn't bad on the RAs, but especially my sophomore year, they're super lax. Yeah. Super lax. Um, and it's like, yeah, you're going to take advantage of it. Um, like, I remember making out uh, in between, like, our 15-minute break in the in the science building in those hallways. Oh, yeah. Um, the, the new science like building, for sure. Where, yeah, the new science building was the jam. Wait, there was this elevator. Um, you could get it stuck between floors, yeah. <laughs> and that's how we would get yes. out of it. Oh, bro! Just the amount of stuff was uh, that was fun back then for sure. Yeah, it was a good times. Um, now the last thing I was going to end with, and then I think we're yeah, you got like five minutes. So we've been we just we have one more episode of this show on Netflix that is so ridiculous. I've been getting really into dating shows like in the last year. I think I've shared a couple with you, and this one I have to highly recommend. It's from Nick Lachey. Are, are you about to check? Are you about to tell me ultimatum? Because I swear to God, bro. Yes. I swear to fucking God. If you tell me about ultimatum. It is the dumbest. I'm crack my shit it's up. the dumbest oh, show ever. But because it's so dumb, <laughs> you have to watch it. Like, uh, Oh, my God. Jill is like halfway through the first season. Yeah. So basically, if everyone doesn't know, it's the dumbest premise ever. So Nick Lachey and his wife, and that we keep saying that, me and my wife, because we... We like to make fun of the fact no one knows who the fuck she is. She's not famous. She acts like she's famous. I don't even know why she it's Vanessa Hudgens or something, I think. But they uh, also hosted that fucking Love is Blind show, which is like fun. another fun watch. I agree. But it has some flaws in it where this one is literally just set up for like ultimate stupidness. Right. Like it's for oh, ultimate yeah. drama. And so they claim that when they were dating that. She gave Nick Lachey an ultimatum, ultimatum to get married or not. And then they each dated another person and realized they were perfect for each other. So they came back together. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then so that's what they want these couples to do. So these people show up where like four of the guys or four of the girls, two of the guys out of the six couples uh, gave the other one an ultimatum. Like we're getting married or else we're breaking up. And so they're here yep. to be like. You, you're going to switch partners. You're all going to talk to them. You're going to switch partners. Go live with the other one for three weeks. And then y'all will live together for three weeks and decide if y'all want to be together. And it just leads to like everyone being pissed, everyone kind of cheating, but not oh, cheating yeah. because it's part of the thing, you know. And then there's like this white girl who is the most annoying because she just hates her boyfriend. She Are came you talking in with- about that? Talking about the blonde? Yes. She like hate, oh, yeah. hates the guy she came in with and is in love with this dude she chooses like immediately. And then whenever oh, the, it switches, oh, sh- she like acts like she was never in love and this other. I don't know. It's like everyone's so <laughs> stupid, but I love it. So, wh- okay. So I know exactly what you're talking about. That The one who started dating, I think Colby or whatever since college. Yeah. Or high school or whatever. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. She's like, I don't want to have any babies with him. I don't want any kids in general fucking 30 seconds into her conversation with old boy. She's like, I definitely want kids with him. I can see him being a perfect father. And it's like, you're a crazy bitch. And then she fucking flips out about everything. I'll say like, honestly, it's all so perfectly cringy that me and Koopy kind of think it's all fake. Like it's all actors because it's so good. It's so, it's so perfect. Like there's this one blonde chick who would, you would think, like she thinks she's hot, but whenever like guys look at you, you're like, what's wrong with her face? Not to be mean, but that's kind of your first thought. And uh, <laughs> she likes the same Colby guy. And she like wants to be the guy choosing. He's just like upfront, like, hey, I don't see it working with us. And she's like, he's an what? asshole. And she's like, goes off storming, pissed about everything. It's just so good. And then these people propose like halfway through the show to their original one. Yes. Because no one likes yes. them. And you're like, well, that's <laughs> it was like, it's just so cringy. But I can't. I couldn't stop watching it. So anyway, yeah. we got one episode left. <laughs> I, I'm not surprised. Like I said, Jill Jill got on that the other day, and when I came in last night um, from soft or the night before last from softball, she was like on season eight or, or episode eight or nine, I think. Um, and I was like, oh my god, Jill, already? And she's like, but listen, this dude proposed that, and I was like, listen, I get it. So I I, I get a little bit involved. But not enough because I'm like, nope, fuck these people. They're stupid ass dumb. No. Yeah, it's no. totally worth it. Like episode four, the one she's kind of talking about, I think that's four or five, something like that, where all these yeah. people are deciding like who they're going to live with for three weeks. And so, like I said, the blonde girl, the weird face realizes no one's going to choose her. So she's like, mm-hmm. I, I want to be with my original man because that's who I really want. So they propose and everyone's like, all right, that's fine. And then there's this other couple where it's like the guy 
he's already trying to pick like three girls that have already declined him. And so then he's like, now mm-hmm. I'm going to propose to my original girlfriend. And then you think she's like all against it. Cause she like hates him. But then as soon as that ring comes out, what? something in women, are she's like, like, Oh my God. Yeah. And so I don't know. It was, it's so stupid. Um, and I know I shouldn't like it, but whenever we just need something dumb to put on, I'm like, we're going to, f- let's keep this let's fucking dumb show on. Um, no, I get it, bro. I get it. Like I said, Joel's addicted to it as well, so I, I definitely get it, brother. Right. Honestly, I'm not. I just it's an. We like to watch a dumb trash reality show sometimes. Winning Time is my yeah. favorite thing at the moment on HBO. I think you would really like that mm-hmm. as well. It's a story of the Lakers blowing up, and John C. Riley is playing uh, Mr. Bus. Uh, you know, like the original, and then <laughs> the Magic Johnson guy that got looks fucking just like him when he was young. And then there's Kareem and you know, yep. that whole story. And no, oh, the show's great. I mean, every week I'm so excited about it. And Koopy's down because it's like in the 70s and she likes anything kind of in a certain decade or whatever. Oh, yeah, for sure. So very, very good. I have to recommend that. But uh, today, actually, the new MLB The Show came out. And I, oh, I haven't yeah. played one in a long time, but there is part of me that kind of wants to play some. I don't like baseball, but baseball video games are just so um, are the shit meditative, you know, you just bat pitch, bat pitch. It's very. Oh, yeah. And like you, especially if you start from from the beginning and go from like single A all the way up. Right. Um, like that. That's what I like for sure. Having that run. But it does make me miss my old PSP that we used to play on at your apartment. Oh, yeah. Um, first time I played the show was on on that. Um, and that that's definitely the shit. But yeah, I may, I may have to check it out. I honestly haven't been able to play much. I mean, Jill and the boys. They play the fuck out of Kingdom Hearts. Well, they put out a trailer um, for Kingdom Hearts 4, and it is the dumbest looking fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but also was out after two. So I know I'm not the fan base anymore, but tell Jill to check out yeah. that weird. They're making it like hyper realistic. And it's like, oh, really? what? I don't know. It just doesn't look right, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know about all that that shit. But yeah, we'll, we'll definitely have to check it out, brother. But yeah, I'm also obsessed, and I'll end on this, with this uh, game called FTL on the iPad. It came out 10 years ago, and I've heard about it for a long time. Um, but I have an mm-hmm. iPad now, and I just saw it. It's 10 bucks, and you're like a little spaceship going across the galaxy. But each little place you stop at, you have to like fight something, or maybe you find a weapon cache, or like just different random shit happens, you know, but it's all random. Yeah. So like you could be having the greatest run of your life, and then you're like in the fifth system, so there's eight total, and then just one ship will come up with like triple powered shields that you have nothing that could take out, and then you just die, <laughs> and then you have to restart, and you're like so pissed, but also it's just such a well-made game that you you don't get that mad, you know, you're like, God damn it, yeah. I get it. So uh, if anyone has an iPad, you need something random. FTL is great. Since they're faster than light. So, and I like, we and you like spaceship. Faster than light. Spaceship. Stuff. Oh, yeah. So, uh, it was right up my alley there. But. Hell yeah, bro. I'll check that out. Also, I don't know if you've checked out Internet Friends 4 yet, but it is out. So, anyone else here in the oh, show, I, go listen. I I downloaded and listened to the whole thing first day. Yeah. Um, And then I think I sent it to Jill and my mom. I know I sent it to Jill. I don't know if I sent it to my mom. Right. I usually send it to her because she she sends me fucking 30 second videos all the time of her. Oh, yeah. All kinds of fucking early 2000s pop and rap. She'll send me her little dance of it. I'm like, okay, mom. All right. (laughs) Yeah. Fucking almost 50. That's where you got it from. Uh, Jesus. Well, hell yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I think it turned out pretty good. I'll be real honest. At the moment, the first oh, few yeah. days, I won't have that many listens, and it's kind of depressing because when I was first getting on and putting shit on Spotify, I was more into like submitting it to playlists and sharing it more, but then it didn't really mm-hmm. lead to much. <clears throat> and now that it's better, I know I should be sharing it more because I think I'm pretty confident it's gotten pretty, you know, a pretty good standard. And uh, but it's yep. just so like defeating right doing all that shit and how like no one really cares like but i get like that's just part of it and i gotta like not let that affect me but it is that mm-hmm. is the struggling part you know you make something real dumb I mean, you, and you're like i want, yeah, you I mean, want, you want some affirmation on it right for sure you know, i get that um but anyway, i thought it was dope like that i listened to it um like one and a half times uh, and it worked like when i first got there because i was just doing shit that morning i plugged it in and i was like all right let's jam out to this shit today um, so I jammed out to it. I'll have to listen to it again so I can figure out which one's gonna go on what. Yeah, I'd say what playlist that I've got. I'd say track two and three could probably go on your workout playlist. They're pretty high. Oh, there's a few other ones that have yeah. energy on them. I'll say there was a couple of them that that I I know I was gonna add to the hype list, but I usually listen to it like three or four times until I figure out whether I want to listen to my my drive and listen, my chill, or you know my hype or whatever it is. Right. 
feel you. Um, playlists are important. It's crazy how we used to like just have mixtapes we just listen to like three thousand times oh, yeah. and burn another one, and now it's like I got a specific <laughs> playlist for my activity. Exactly. Exactly. We would just have a, a fucking and just listen to it from whenever we could. I'll be honest, I don't know. It's like I don't think anything will ever capture the moment of me and you listening to like DJ Unk, you know, like with the T Pain remix, you know, of whatever. Oh yeah. Uh or of course all the little way mixtapes that we're still dropping in that time. Like we just uh it was just so much fun in that shitty ass Hyundai. Um oh a hundred percent just driving around in the damn Hyundai and being so shit. Um listening to songs. I'm mean, like that was that was definitely they're going to check it out rent house and then finding keys in rent houses and shit like that right well and also this whole idea that like it's the summer and it's a lot easier to get that little car cold as fuck with your air conditioner than our whole oh house. yeah so it was like yeah we'll get in the car and listen to music <laughs> Drive around. 100%, bro. it's a different time but all right man i appreciate you being on and uh we got like 40 more episodes yeah, till this shit's over so we might get you on one more time you know of course before then but uh anyway hell yeah bro peace we'll have to, we'll have to do it one more time for sure sure man peace peace bubble